What's up, everybody? My name is Chad Brock, and you are watching episode three of Doc Talk. not supposed to be the big one you guys are supposed to be bigger <laughs> good there evening go. how's everybody doing what's good. up guys sorry i was running a little late getting off the water uh that's uh, perfectly all right welcome back everybody uh to the bi-weekly episode of doc talk with our jackson kayak fishing team and all the crew out there um this week we got a big event coming up a little sneak preview week instead of the weekend after um, we've got a bunch of guys out on the Susquehanna River. And uh, first off, I'm going to let my guest introduce themselves. We'll start with uh, Lance. You're in the big screen right now. So we'll start with you. Uh, introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about you. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Lance McCorder. Um, I'm one of the the, the newbies of the, uh, the, the National Jackson uh, Pro Fishing Team. Um, I've been fishing out of Jackson's for... I guess nine years now. I got my first CUDA in 2013. So I've uh, been living the life for a while. Um, just got into, into the kind of the pro side of fishing turn around. I'm from East Texas, but uh, I've traveled and I can't even count how many states now uh, fishing and uh, on the, uh, on the KBF uh, pro series, the bass, or I'm sorry, the, the Hobie bass open series and then the bass master pack series as well. Um, yeah, got a wife, Bailey, couple dogs, and a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a chef and a restaurant owner, and uh, yeah, and a complete kayak fishing addict. <laughs> there you go, there you go. How about you, Matt? You're up. So my name is Matt Campbell. I am part of the Northeast Regional Team, and as Lance said, I'm one of the newbies, you know, came onto the team last year, and uh, I've been having a blast so far, and, and good times, lots of good people. Um I have been kayak fishing since 2013, been in Jackson's the last few years, uh, started out with a mayfly, currently have a mayfly and a bite FD, and I will be picking up the NAR here very soon, so looking forward to that. Um, like Lance, I've fished a lot of the different series, uh, everything from our local series all the way up to the national championships, and love to get out fishing whenever I can. I have an office job, so doing this on the weekends is a blast. That's awesome. So obviously, Matt, let's let's kind of start with you. You've got uh, you've got a little bit of something else going on this weekend. You're gonna be the a bit of the celebrity at the Susky. Um tell us what you got coming up this weekend. So for this weekend we have the Hobie BOS on the Susquehanna. Um sold out I think in a record of about five minutes when it went on line. <laughs> um, so, you know, I love this river, love smallmouth fishing. Um, you know, 200 anglers on the water is going to be awesome. Um, 
came up pretty fishing a couple of weeks ago. We caught them pretty good. And I've been seeing a lot of good fish posted from pre-fishing the last couple of days. So super excited to, to get on the water and get after them. And not only the Susky, but uh, you've got a little episode uh, fixing to premiere with uh, the one and only Jamison Redding this weekend. Yes, the road trip angler from our trip to Delaware. Uh, Jameson came up and fished Delaware with Matt Trucks and myself, and that episode should be airing here this weekend. Looking forward to seeing how all the edits came out. Um, we had fun. I got out saltwater fishing for the first time. So there was saltwater fishing, and we did also did a little freshwater fishing, caught some bass, some uh, striped bass. We caught some tog, caught a fish they told me was called a shellcracker. Look it up. It's a funny, goofy-looking little thing, but don't get your fingers near it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, lo- I, I'm looking forward to seeing how all that turned out. The first couple of episodes have been great, so I'm sure this one this weekend will be awesome. And for those of you guys that don't know, you guys can check that out on the on your local Bally Sports Network um, Sunday mornings and I believe Sunday evenings. Check your guide for your TV listings. But it's yeah, the first few episodes have looked great. I've already gotten to see several of the photos and and some of the hot shots that uh, came over from the Delaware show. And I can tell you, it's uh, pretty cool. Some pretty pretty cool scenery and and different than the first two. So episode three, uh, it's going to stand on its own, as they say. Awesome. All right. And uh, so the way Doc Talk works, just to fill you guys in. So it's a conversation. Um, you guys can ask each other questions. You guys can pick each other's brain. Um, it's it's an open forum. We may get some, uh, we may even get some guest questions. You just never know what you're going to get on Doc Talk. Um, but Lance, we'll kind of jump over to you and... and yeah. Well, uh, let's kind of just talk about what are you guys seeing? What's the conditions like um, out there on the river and uh, all that fun business? Lay it well, on us. I can tell you that conditions, uh, especially today, has been wildly varying. Um, I just got back to the house and asked everybody who got caught in that storm today. And uh, a bunch of people looked at me like they're like, what storm? What? Like we didn't we didn't see anything. Um, uh, myself and uh, one of my travel partners, uh, Justin Largan, we were out fishing kind of a middle section of the Susky and we got hit by this. It was, it was a squall kind of storm. Like it was rain blew in. We could see it coming down the river. We're like, oh man, this is going to suck. And then the winds ripped up, the rain's blowing in. And I mean, we just got, we, we got hammered. Uh, it lasted about 10 minutes and then it was done. Uh, but, uh, but, so weather's pretty weird. It, the water's really low. Like, I know you guys have seen some pictures. Um, I've never been up here before. So my first impression is, man, this, this river's really shallow. But then everybody's like, yeah, it's like eight feet low or something like that. But it's, uh, it's beautiful. Um, gin clear. Hopefully that rain knocked up, I think, you know, a little bit of, uh, I like a, being an East Texas guy. You know, I like a little color to the water. Um, that gin clear is tough. And these, uh, these smallmouth, they're, uh, they're super aggressive uh, and they bite like, I mean, they, they bite like nothing I've ever, I don't think I've ever caught smallmouth that are this angry. Like they really um, are crushing baits and they're fighting really hard, you know, like a, a, a little 14 inch, you know, Susky smallmouth is fighting like a, like a four pound East Texas bass and like just going crazy. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool spot. Uh, um, 
you know, like Matt said, there it, it's loaded with 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 you know two hundred of of the best anglers in the country. Um, these these events are notorious for drawing just you know sticks from all over the country. Um, you know, I, I I'm staying at this this Airbnb farmhouse. You know, right on one of the one of the creeks. Uh, so you know, some of the guys are back there fishing right now. Uh, but you know, right next door, there's you know three. Uh, other Texans that we had no idea were staying next door. You know, we've got a uh, Guillermo, Christine Fisher, and uh, and Matt Scotch. So you know, three absolute hammers here. Um, so I mean, it's just it's looking like it's going to be a fantastic week. Um, I, I, I'm excited. This was a bucket list uh, event, a, a bucket list uh, fishing location for me, and. Uh, you know, like, like I said, it sold out in like just a few minutes and I got on the waiting list immediately. Um, I think I was 11th on the waiting list and they got pretty far back into it. Um, so you guys, if, if you do get stuck, if you miss a draw on one of these or something, get on that waiting list. It works. You know, like I'm here. There's several people that are here off that waiting list. Now talking about the water being low or being eight feet low, um, mm -hmm. How is that affecting the fishing for both of you? I mean, any either one of you can fill this question. Are you seeing fish more stacked up? Um, you know, where they're just in isolated groups to more together, or are you still seeing them spread out maybe a little bit more? Kind of both. You know, it's it in and and I'll I'll jump and answer that one from a complete stranger's point of view because I've never been here. You know, um, you know, you'll find spots where that where they're stacked up and, and they they fish like you know those typical smallmouth fisheries where you can go top top of the water column to the bottom of the water column and just kind of work through a whole pack of them. Um, you, it's kind of like, you know, when sun's out, fun's out, you know, um, and then when these clouds move in, it seems like they really kind of spread out and they really get along, you know, the rocks and the, and the, and the seams of the currents and the get back to that kind of, I think what's probably, you know, more, more traditional river type behavior. But, but I think it being low, like it's really kind of, I don't know how fast it normally runs, but it seems like it it's kind of slowed down in some of like the inside bends and things like that and really kind of made for some for some good habitat for those smallies to move into. How about you, Matt? What are you seeing out there? I mean, it, some of what Lance had said, um, the I'll tell you, the water levels are really low. There's still tons of places to fish, tons of fish to get into, um, but don't be afraid. You're going to bump some rocks. But um, <laughs> from my experience here for a number of years and buddies of mine that have been fishing up here for 15 plus years, this is the lowest they've seen the river. Um, so it is low, but there, are, you know, as Lance said, these fish, you know, the best way I can describe it is imagine an angry Hulk in a small mouth. I mean, yeah. they're just, that that attitude and that anger is all the time and they attack a bait with that ferocity and they not until you get them in a net or in the kayak they're going to tank and keep going until the very end um but we've seen you know we had pockets of the same you know we came across pockets a couple weeks ago pre-fishing that you know it was like boom 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 we hit them up like you should and then at other times we caught them in big, uh, big open areas that typically, you know, I don't know that I would have caught the numbers I would have in those areas, but with the water level being what it is, it kind of, it, it had them drawn to those areas because they were pulling out of other areas that were super shallow. Mm -hmm. But 
then again, too, the, we had, as Lance said, we had a storm come in on us two weeks ago. Um, we got rain, but the worst of it missed us just north. And we actually saw fish schooling. I mean, from about 250 yards, just literally, I mean, it looked like a saltwater pack destroying bait fish. Wow. You know, we got down there, we were able to catch a couple of them. But so it, it's been an interesting <coughs> um approach but i mean if you can if you can find them and make a few little adjustments from what you're used to because uh, the water is slower for sure i mean this river usually when it's up and especially if you've had any rain the current and the flow is is going a lot more i mean i think last year last i looked there you know earlier this week it was running five to ten thousand last mm-hmm. year i think when we came up the first couple of days it was running at like thirty five thousand wow so That's i mean be fun it's a ton of fun, but it shows you the difference, right? You know, depending on when you're here and what's going on, how low it is right now. But I mean, it's there's still a ton of fish to catch. You just gotta um, go fishing. I think Russell said it best earlier this week on a podcast. He said, "Go fishing because these smallmouth will move, and even mm-hmm. if you pattern them, if you figure them out today, it could be different tomorrow." No, but go fish. You know, you got to start your morning like you do on a lake. Hey, okay, I'm going to hit, like, I don't know, a grass island. I'm going to hit these rocks. I'm going to hit this current scene, this ledge. Just figure out where they're hanging up that day. And if you do, you can usually, once that you get that in, then you can pattern them up and, and roll through some good fish. Now, we're seeing everything out there, gentlemen. But I mean, all kinds of different boats. We've got paddle boards. We've got inflatables. We've got a whole genre out there right now in, um, in this event. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are fishing in. Uh, kind of break us break us down your rig, if you don't mind. Um, I'll jump in. I am fishing out of a Bite FD. I've got last year's um, Storm Edition, that blue with the orange bungees. So that's what I'm fishing out of. Um, I'm planning on having a mixture of paddling and pedaling this next few days. Because I know there's sections where I'm going to be able to pedal and move around in some deeper holes. And then there's areas where the, the drive is just going to come up. I'm going to paddle until I can't paddle. And then I'm going to hop out and tether. Um, but it, it's stripped down simple. Um, rods, baits, no electronics, um, no additional motor for practice. I didn't use it much two weeks ago. You know, I've got four rods that I'm planning on taking. I've got the baits dialed into a couple of 3,700 Plano tackle boxes and a you know, pouch of plastics and just going to work, figuring out what they're doing. How about you, Lance? Break it down for us. What you got? Yeah. Um, well, I, I was kind of torn on what to bring up to this uh, because I heard people saying, you know, the water's low, the water's low, but it's not that low. Um, so I've got my, my, my current stable. I have a, uh, I've got a 2019 um, Jackson Liska which is like the, the replacement for the Cuda, which is, was my original Jackson. Uh, great little skinny water boat, small, you know, getting in rapids, uh, you know, working around rocks. It's a fantastic boat. Then I've got a, uh, a 2022, or I'm sorry, 2021 big rig. And then I've got the new, uh, the new NAR FD. Um, the NAR, I've, I've taken out on a couple of, uh, of, of like local and regional derbies. And that boat is unbelievable and i and i really like i wanted to bring it i wanted to run that that mark four flex drive up here 
just because I mean you can you know you can adjust it for for depth. You can run it in that shallow setting, and if you do cream something, it just it just retracts up into the hole, which is brilliant. Um, but you know, kind of at the last minute with gas prices as they are, you know, with that NAR I trailer it, um, I was looking at you know like 23 hour drive. So uh, I just decided to, instead of taking my forerunner in the trailer or the NAR that I was going to go, oh, I'm going to bet on the water being low. So I'm going to take my Liska and my Tacoma and just put it in the bed and, you know, get better gas mileage and um, not, not, and just kind of really trim it down. So cause that, that's how I figure I'm going to set the boat up out here is just really trim down. Uh, that, that Liska is, you know, bef before I got my big rig and there, I saw in the comments earlier, team red boat, what's up all y'all. Uh, kind of started the team red boat hype when I got my big rig. Um, me and Ada Patron, my other travel travel buddy on the Jackson. Uh, uh, I don't know which region he's in now because he's always moving, but he's, he's I think he's in Tennessee now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in Tennessee now, whatever region that is, and uh, and and just just moved up into nationals. Um, so you know my my team red boat guy, but I'm team green boat for this one because I've got my Liska. That I, there was a bunch of pictures of it out. Uh, um, you know, from a few years back and, and I, I'm really loving being in that boat here. Um, the speed that the water's moving at, it's perfect for the Liska because that Liska is so super stable. It's a, like the Cuda was a little narrow. The, the Liska is, is a little wider. It's kind of like got a little battleship body to it. Um, so if you hit these rocks, like it just, it just deflect, either slides right over them or deflects off of them just easily. Um, so I found, uh, today was my first day fishing. So I found that if I was in kind of a little pocket of seams or little eddies running behind some rocks and there's some shoals in there that I could kind of turn that boat upstream a little bit and kind of just feather the, I got the Jackson rudder ready kit on it. So I can just kind of feather that rudder. And if I do hit something on the side, it just spins, slides over the rocks and it's, and it's fine. You know, it's like, it's, it's so super stable that. You, and the water's moving at that perfect speed that you don't have to worry about it because of the stability of that boat. You don't have to worry about, you know, hitting a rock and, and flipping over, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's seemingly like it, like it's the, it's the perfect boat for this river right now. Um, I did, we did, uh, me, me and Justin Largan, we did a just under 10 mile float today and, uh, you know, paddling the whole way shallows. Um, like Matt said, you know, if it, there was maybe one or two spots that I got out and, uh, you know, tethered up and, and uh and, and walked through for maybe 50 yards but you know everywhere everywhere else like guys in bigger boats i was seeing walking all over the place where i'd pull into a bend or a section of the river um i saw you know every every guy in a big boat was out walking and everybody and i i'm, I'm gonna make a joke about this online later everybody that i saw with the pa 14 would rather walk it than paddle it <laughs> every single one of them so it's like literally every time i saw a pa it had a person attached to the front of it with the rope old horse and buggy style now the, <laughs> we're in the right country <laughs> that's for sure yeah. now the liska man i mean talking about it i i know there's still a few of them out there and, and you know that boat really when you put it in an eddy and you point it back up current there's something it, about that boat it just sets there I mean, yes. it just locks. It goes in. up. It goes upstream. Yes, it just. It's crazy. It's it's an awesome boat for stuff like what you guys are doing right now, and you know, I I would be the same way. I would probably drag mine out, and I've still got one. I've still got two. Mm -hmm. I've, 
I, I love it. Don't plan on getting rid of that boat anytime soon. Yeah. Um, it's my it's my ride or die boat, so it's going to be sitting for a while. Um, so as far as uh, tackle and stuff like that, you guys don't want to give away all your secrets, so I'm not going to make you talk <laughs> about it. Um, you know, Matt elaborated kind of on you know the amount of rods and and the plano boxes that he's mm-hmm. bringing. What are you what yeah. are you hauling around? Um, I've got um my yak gadget uh. Just their their uh, their low low profile box. Uh, it's got six rod holders on it, which is perfect. I'm taking six rods on this. Um, I was thinking I was going to try and trim it down a little bit so I could keep them strapped to the hull. Uh, but with that list, like this, it's it's perfect for this right now. So I mean, I can leave six rods standing up in the in the box and not worry about going anywhere. Um, I do have uh, a Lawrence. Uh, this is my river boat, so I, I, I fish it on rivers all, all the time. Uh, so it has a Lowrance, uh hook to seven inch, just a little inexpensive. Uh, you know, if it does flip and somehow get fried, who cares? You know, um, it, it, it's just it's got GPS only. So, I mean, it's just, you know, you can set some waypoints and you can take some trails that way. If I, you know, I get a section and I know I want to follow a trail to save a little bit of, you know, butt scooting across the carpet time and some in some shoals or something like that. Um, I've got those trails that I can set up on that. Uh, as always, my trusty power pole, uh, micro, like that is, that's been a really cool tool. I was wondering how useful it would be, um, in, in, in a, in a bigger river. And it's, it's been awesome out there. Like, I'll just, like you said, turn my nose up, um, on the edge of some of these little seams, um, and get the nose to rest against a rock and drive that power pole micro down into the end of the ground. And it just sits there. And I mean, you can sit there and you can, you know, drop finesse baits. You can, you know, work top waters and just, you know, walk baits, do whatever, and just take your time and not have to worry about the boat going anywhere. And that's, uh, that's, that's, and, and, and of course, when you do get a fish and you want to put them on the board, you just spike it down and you just stay there. You don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about anchor, anchor ropes or anything. Uh, but yeah, just, uh, you know, I, I, like Matt said, I think I've got it trimmed down to where, uh, you know, on, on tournament day, you know, I'll probably have a couple of 3,700 boxes, uh, some terminal and a few, very few plastics and just off we go. So topping out on this event, where did, uh, where did the field end up as far as total anglers in? I don't know. I haven't even looked. Um, I, and last I looked, I think it was actually at 196. Yeah. It sounds about it's right. It's at one, 196 right now. Okay. Yeah. See, so I'll say, uh, I know we were down a couple because, you know, everybody went to uh, uh, Rona, Rona Fest 2022 down there in Florida last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> everybody was down there huffing and breathing on each other. So the real big question is, I mean, a little bit different conditions than last year, obviously. It's uh, it's low. What do you think it's going to take to win, gentlemen? I'm, let's hear a number from each of you. Um man, I'm I'm here on the screen, so I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna say one one eighty-three. I gotta be honest, I was I was thinking about the same yeah. uh, you know, I'd say the one eighty two to one eighty four range. Yeah. I think that's because somebody's there's been a lot of big fish caught the last couple of days. And I think that's going to trim down the number of big fish, but somebody's still going to get on them and put up, you know, 90 yeah. to 91, 92 inches a day. 
I don't think there'll be a lot in the nineties, you know, maybe, uh, no. me and Justin were talking about that earlier, maybe two or three people up in the nineties, but, uh, for, for two days, but it, it's, it's somebody will get there. There's, there's some monsters in here and they're kind of corralled up. And, uh, I mean, I don't, the, this, this storm doesn't seem like it hit everywhere. So, I mean, if it just hit that isolated area, we're not going to see a big change. Like, like I said, I, I would have loved to have seen that, uh, the color come up a little bit. But uh, I don't think it's going to change a bit. You know, I, I think it's going to sit how it's going to sit and fish how it's fishing. And um, I mean, it, it, like you said, and like the guy said on uh, on on KBN, uh, uh, Russell and uh, and and Josh, you know, it's like go fishing, man. It's, it's exactly what it's going to be. Just get out there and go fish. And it's every area is going to be completely different. Those fish are moving. They don't know. I don't think they know where to go right now. Yeah, and it the fish are there the fish are still going to be feeding obviously they're feeding we've, we've seen some great pictures the last couple of days from some of the folks that are posting them up but for for those that didn't listen to russell and josh earlier this week or, or haven't experienced the susquehanna i mean this river a lot of people think about 200 anglers on a river first of mm -hmm. all we're talking about a stretch of it's huge 45 <laughs> to 50 miles just yeah. in the main susquehanna river they've opened the juniata up about Mm -hmm. I think it's about 10 miles up river. I say it's like, yeah, 10, 12 miles up. So Juniata is probably more like what most people think is a river. It's not real mm -hmm. big or wide. But the Susquehanna is never narrow. In a lot of places, it's a mile wide. Yeah, it's huge. So, so you think about paddling a mile in your lake. So paddle a mile across the river in current, in that yeah. stuff. Do dodging rocks. Yeah. So for this water to really change levels, I mean, you've got to have an absolute ton <laughs> of rain, huge storms, and they've got to be upstate uh, because yeah, it flows from western up. Pennsylvania down. So these little bursts that come up, you know, as Lance said, that they'll hit a certain group of guys depending on where you are and where it comes across, and then everybody else will be like, oh, it's sunny all day. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, you know, yeah. because they were, they were 25, 30 miles downriver. Or yeah. upriver, depending on where you are, and and they didn't even see it or hear it, or you know, yeah. so it's a it, it's a beast, but it's awesome. It is, and it and it is, uh, it, it it's 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 awesome. It's awe inspiring. It's like when you know, it's a first time visitor. It's just, I mean, the area is beautiful. Uh, it, it's this mountainous green farmland. These old, you know, two hundred year old houses and buildings, or older um it's just uh and you when you see the river when you get like get on one of these bends on this i think it's highway 11 or whatever it is but you get out here and you see one of these bends and the trees open up and you see across it and you see all the rocks and you see the flow and um you just see this just vast open it looks like a lake i mean it looks like some uh you know the width of a lot of uh you know high highland reservoirs and stuff like that that i've been to you know you drive across a section of lake and it's it's, it's a mile a mile is a long way you know it's uh and like matt said when you start factoring in that it's a mile but you can't just go a mile across it i mean you're going up down side to side dodging rocks dodging shoals like moving upstream like then you got to kind of dip down and cut back to get around the shoals so you don't have to really scrape it up and then you're back up again. And I mean, so you're going to do a mile and a half to get across a mile river, you know, and it's a, uh, and it never really narrows down, even in those tight, big turns uh, where I mean, there's a lot of those big sweeping turns. Um, it just stays 
huge the whole way. And it's, uh, um, it, it, it really is a sight. It, it's a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to getting, uh, we've been, we, we took some video and some pictures today and I'm really looking forward to getting some of those up because I mean, there's just the, the, the beauty of this place and, and the, just the, the, the majesty of it is it's incredible. All right. We've got a question from the audience. Miss Jean Wilson. Hi, Jean. She says, forgive me for being naive, but if the area is so huge, then why are we limited to 200 anglers? Anyone want to elaborate? Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's something that, that, I, that, you know, I've talked with it. I know a lot of people have talked with the TDs at, at Hobie about at the Hobie Bass Open Series. Um, and they limit it just for kind of both uh, logistical and, and kind of conservatory measures. Like, like they, they don't want to um, oh, kind of overstretch themselves when it comes to, to judging. They don't want to overstretch themselves when it comes to creating like a, a really quality experience for the, the guys that, uh, and gals that travel on this circuit. Because uh, they, they put on a really good, a really good show. You know, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. If you've never fished, fished a, uh, a BOS event, it is really a good time. Um, so they, they, that's just kind of their, their, their manageable level. Um, you know, my restaurant, I've got 11 tables inside, I've got six tables outside, you know? So it's, uh, I think I can seat 58 people or something like that if I seat all of them. So, you know, I'm not going to put 150 people on, on my reservation book for the night because, you know, something's got to give. Uh, so, so I think it's, it's just more of a management managerial level and, and it's, uh, kind of not not overcrowding the waterways i think of e even with 200 people out here there was still stretches where there was plenty of boats around i mean it's like you you were not alone you can definitely you can feel that pressure and you have to account for it you have to plan for it in your strategies um you have to really kind of game it and think what are these people going to do um and and Lots of times, like I can think of uh, Broken Bow because, you know, Broken Bow was a huge lake, but it had limited launching access. So if you make one bad choice, say on day two, you're hosed because, you know, you're now you're in an area with 80 people, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's you re it really plays into strategy, I think. And I, and I, th I think it's, you know, limiting the field like. Uh, I, I've had I've had ideas for how to how to change tournaments and how to run them and things like that. but. I think changing the, the number of people isn't one of them. It's, it, it's, it's really a, it, it's a good solid number for, for a, uh, for a traveling, traveling kayak circus. Now starting tomorrow, you going in hooks bent down for practice. No, you see, you see a lot of people hooking their fish. So you got 200 boats out there on the angle. Uh, at, yeah. 200 boats out on the water, 200 anglers. So, you know, you see a lot of guys they are excited. Like, like Lance said, it's their first time there. Mm -hmm. it, is hooking those fish going to end up doing somebody in? Yeah, I think it will. I mean, it, it, if you're, if you're fishing the stretch yesterday, you know, today or tomorrow, if you're fishing the stretch that you plan on fishing for the tournament and you're in there banging on them, it, it's going to impact, you know, the number of bites you're potentially getting for the weekend. Um, I don't, you know, I came pre-fishing two weeks ago, you know, I'm lucky enough to live only about two and a half hours away. So I was able to get that done. Um, 
but tomorrow I'm not going to bend the hooks, but I'm not going to go hammer on them either. I'm going to get in areas tomorrow and say, okay, you know, let me figure out if they're doing the similar things that they were doing two weeks ago. Are they still in similar areas? Are they, are they treating, you know, where are they kind of at? And I'm going to catch, you know, I'll catch a couple here, a couple there and probably move on, you know, or, you know, if that's a mile wide stretch, you know, are they on the left-hand side of the river where it's gin clear or are they over on the right-hand side of the river where there's a little more tangent to it, you know? So I'll catch a few fish tomorrow, but I'm probably going to more, I'm not doing a float tomorrow, so I'm probably going to spot hop some, but you know, I'll catch some, but I'm not going to go out there and try and catch every single fish I can and say, Hey, look, I put up a 90 plus inch limit today, you know, and then I turn around Saturday and Sunday and I put up 60 inches because you know, everybody's been banging on fish all week. Yeah, and that's this is what's kind of fun about this one. Doc Talk thus far has been post event. So this is the really <laughs> the first pre event doc talk that we've done. So I kind of kind of feel bad. I I got questions that I want to ask and I can't yeah. ask them because it just ain't right. No, well, you Josh, I got Josh Evans listening. Yeah. Josh is looking for tips. <laughs> Yeah. Tips and tricks. Josh no. doesn't need no tips. He knows. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, yes. Josh Tim, knows Tim, where they Tim are. Some. Yeah, we've yeah, got, Tim, we've definitely got a few a uh, few guys out there listening. Jason Cassidy, Jason Cassidy Fishing, uh, part of our Orion team. He's out mm-hmm. there listening tonight. Uh, Chris Funk is out there listening to you guys tonight. He says, "I still say the Liska was as close to a perfect kayak as it can get." Absolutely, a hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. Uh, it's Charlie, amazing. Charlie Bond, he's out there listening. Jody Cousins says, love busting smallmouth in the skinny water. Let's see. we got several. Brackish water angler from the YouTubes. So we got got a few few people. Jason Ricketts is chiming in. So, yeah, we've got a few guys out there listening to you guys tonight. Those folks that are having fun this week and this weekend and those that are listening that might not have the opportunity to come out, there's another big event they're going to hold in October. I think it's October 8th. Native is coming up here with their low, no limits MLF style smallmouth fishing on the Tuskegee. That would be and it, I mean, October, you know, if you, you think they're mean now, I mean, <laughs> they're the biggest thing you got in your tackle box in October and they'll still smash it. And, so we're going to see – there's no limits on that tournament either. So we could blow 200 up, nice. you know, and there could be some insane numbers. So, um, you know, there's opportunities to come back later in the year. And there's several of us, you know, Josh, myself, Bill, Russell, all live, you know, close enough that we're up here on a regular basis, you know. Um, other times of the year, we'd feel free to hit us up, man. We'd love to have uh, anybody out here and host them. You know, like Lance's – got out here for this tournament and join it. So it's, it's one oh, of those yeah. play, special places that, that we love to promote. And they do a real good job managing the river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those river systems. That's really, uh, I it's, it's not one of those places that, that we're used to going all the time. We're used to going to, you know, like Gunnersville and Eufaula or, you know, Chickamauga or, or Smith Lake or something like that, or, or, you know, Sam Rayburn, Lake Fork where it's just a, a, a merry-go-round of, of glitter boats and kayaks and crappie fishermen and, you know, angry old dudes yelling at us. So, you know, it's like, um, it's not that type of place. It's really, uh, 
it's a it's a very different fishery it's it's it reminds me a lot of trout streams and stuff when i when i lived in utah uh, it reminds me a lot of kind of like the green river where you have big wide sections and you know you don't you won't see anybody for you know a mile and then you'll see 10 people you know but you but you don't have a lot of boat traffic that's ripping around with it being low um like october or springtime i would imagine it's probably going to be back up a little more and you're going to have those jet boats running around in their lanes uh but mm -hmm. for the most part it's really uh um it it's a kayak fisherman's paradise it just it just it it just seems like it's set up for that and it's and it's not you know subject to the pressures of you know these back to back to back to back you know boat derbies and you know high school derby and then you know mlf blows through and then you know, elites were there a month ago and like you know what i mean it's it, it's like it's not that kind of place it's still it still seems like it's got a little bit of its uh a, 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 like it's a little pristine still you know maybe still a little bit wild yeah yeah definitely definitely has that feel to it and the geographical features are incredible like these there's these uh and you can see them in the water like i, I remember looking at it on google earth and i'm like i cannot wait to fish these things they're like ridges that you can see coming across the earth and they pass through the the river um you know obviously like eroded down but it's it's in, it's insane it's like it's it's uh, uh it, it reminds you of you know something out of like jurassic park or something you know some some sort of just ancient uh you know uh earthquake formed you know rift just going right through the planet and it runs right through this river and when you're when you get to those sections you can see it you know especially with the water being this low you can totally see it and it's 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 remarkable so with that being said, what do you guys think? I mean, you guys going to see each other any on the river? The park? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've, Is everybody saw, fishing behind Russell? I haven't seen, I haven't seen Russell. I haven't seen John. I haven't seen, uh, I don't think I've run into any of the team guys yet. The, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's huge. I mean, there's so much room, you know, but, uh, that's uh i don't know maybe we'll we'll have a uh a, a, a get together uh i don't know tomorrow night or something like that we'll all wind up at the same spot well you, guys should, in, you guys should have invited gardner i hear he makes like lobster and stuff for everybody so <laughs> you guys really missed out on that one he was on the last episode and he was making lobster so nice yeah i didn't get an invite to that house i was up at that tournament <laughs> i think i need to check in with jason and say what's up man absolutely <laughs> i've got you holding out on the rest of us well i feel like you know if i'm gonna go tournament fishing i'm definitely staying with him now i mean unless somebody else offers some better food i mean dude we I got a like, lot of we got a lot of chefs we got a lot i mean we do. We do. russell chef. i'm a chef you know yeah. like i mean i like i'm one of those fancy tweezer like uh food network <laughs> you know chefs I and, could, uh, yeah to be honest i gotta i i gotta give props because we went down to the cini cooper earlier this year and Russell stayed at the house and he brought and cooked some food one night that was spectacular. Yeah. No, it's fun. I, yeah, I love, I love getting it. We were just talking about cooking uh, last night. Cause he said, Matt Scotch is staying next door. Um, he, he's a former chef, you know? So it's like, we're, we're all talking like, Oh, maybe we'll cook some, uh, you know, big, big, just, you know, super bomb family meal Saturday night or something like that. And, and kind of, kind of make a tradition of it and, and invite people in, uh, and you know break bread and it's 
it's uh, it's a huge part of what this like kayak fishing uh, community is it's it's like family and uh it's always fun to get around and and and, and like you're saying talking about uh you know a pre-tournament um uh, show you know ask away man like 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 outside of like specific stuff like i think either one of us would tell you what's going on and 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 i could tell it's kind of like one of my recipes i could tell you my recipe and it's and if you make it it's going to taste completely different than when i make it you know just because it's it's you you know it, it's it's uh um yeah it's a it, everyone out here is is just so super friendly and, and uh if you guys are thinking about coming to some of these national events um you know, get on, I, I I think I can speak definitely for, for the Jackson team where I can say, you know, if you get on like the Jackson owners group, um, something like that, and, and you want to come and fish some of these national trails, like, let us know, man. Like, like we'll, I know, I know I'll, I'll, you know, you know, help mentor a teacher, you know, that's what I do on my podcast is kind of teach people how to move to the national level and, 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 uh, and grow as a, to, into a professional angler, you know, we're, I want everybody to make a living doing this. So if you guys want to come out and fish, like, you know, tell your buddies, tell your friends, get a hold of one of us. There, I mean, if you guys are watching, look in the comments. So I can tell you, I can point out a lot of absolute hammers that are in those comments, you know, and that are on the Jackson team. Uh, you guys reach out to any, any one of us and we'll, 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 uh, we'll tell you all the secrets. And definitely I agree with Lance. I mean, it's, you know, coming to these national events is always fun because at some point or another, we run into the guys, you know, and Friday night at check-ins too, you know, you're constantly running into the folks you haven't necessarily seen in a couple of months or a couple of years, depending on what event it is and where it is. And, you know, it's always a good time. You know, we get a house, you know, most of us get an Airbnb with a group of folks, mm-hmm. you know, we got a bunch of different folks from the mid-Atlantic and house that we're in the next two nights. So everybody hangs out, you know, you get back to the house, everybody talks about their day and how they're doing and what they're, you know, how they're catching them. And then just, you know, you, you hang out and enjoy each other's company. So it's as much as we all love the competitive part of the tournament fishing, the camaraderie and all the stuff that goes on around it that's included with it is what truly makes these events, yeah. you know, and, and brings everybody together. Yeah. For people that m- might be listening that have never, taking part in a kayak fishing event of any type, you know, whether it's a boondoggle or a uh, tournament for that matter. Um, It's a very, it's a very different group of people. It's uh, most, most of the time, everybody's genuine. Everybody's nice. And like you said, there's a lot of camaraderie, a lot of people hanging out and there's always somebody there that's willing to help you learn. Um, I think no matter what, what type of event it is, there's somebody that's always willing to take you underneath your wing at a kayak fishing event. And that is really one of the great things about our sport and what it what it does for folks. Now, we are at about the 45-minute mark. So that's kind of where we like to keep Doc Talk. Obviously, you guys got to get to bed because you guys got work to do tomorrow. <laughs> somebody, somebody needs to bring us back a trophy. Um, I don't know who, which one of you is going, which one of you wants to do that guy. I mean, there's but... room for both of us. Let's yeah, yeah they, they got it. They got <laughs> a couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah We're good. We need, yeah. we need several trophies, several large checks. Hey, somebody yeah. brings home a check. We'll do doc talk again next week instead of doing it bi-weekly. How's that? Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. That'd be awesome. Um, so with that being said, give you guys the opportunity. Matt, will let you go first. Tell everybody where to find you on social media. Um, and, all that kind of stuff. Thank the people that you need to thank. 
first and foremost, uh, thanks for hosting. Thanks for having us on, Chad. Um, thanks to Jackson Kayak for bringing me on and just the family environment. Um, great group of folks. I uh, love, you know, the connections across, you know, the country, let alone the regional teams and different people around. Um, I got to thank uh, two companies I work with a bunch, IROD and P-Line for uh, helping me out this year. And then um, social media on Instagram, it's Volboy 23 And then on YouTube, which uh, I need to get back and work on is Matt Campbell Fishing. Right on. Lance, uh, drop it on him. Uh, yeah. Um, man, uh, you can find me. I, I, I've got between the chef, chef page and the restaurant page and the fishing page and the podcast page. I just don't tell people that, that if I make you laugh or I make you smile or I make you think about something in a positive way, just type my goofy Scottish name into Google and you'll find like pages of just hilarious stuff from from you know chopped food network clips to fishing show stuff and it's a lot of fun i'm all i'm all over the interwebs and uh and i'm always uh i'm always out on some crazy adventure uh but uh you know i, I, I thank you so much for you know inviting me on the show for being a part of the jackson family um and allowing me to be a part of that family um it, it is you know i i've been so just just kind of just just humbled by my experience so far on the Jackson kayak fishing team. Um, and, uh, you know, of course my, my other main sponsors, uh, PowerPole, uh, Newport vessels, uh, missile baits, the Dobbins rods, you know, uh, catch, catch it, catch outdoors is awesome. Um, there's uh Dakota lithium batteries, of course, they're always awesome. And you guys get in and get, get with these, get with these teams, learn, get grow, you know, uh, they'll help you travel to help you grow as an angler. They'll help you increase that network. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, you guys look me up, give me a shout and, uh, I'd love to just go fishing. I'm always traveling around or cooking, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there you guys have it. So that is, that's kind of wrapping up our episode for doc talk for tonight. Um, I wish you guys luck. I wish you guys all the safety in the world and I hope everybody catches 184, 183. Hopefully they on big fat checks Thank at you. the end of it all. Um, yeah. We're always here pulling for you at Jackson kayak. So with that being said, everybody check out jacksonkayak.com for all your kayak and your Orion coolers. We will see you guys in two weeks. Unless one of these guys wins on doc talk. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs>